Hello, everyone. This is Patriot Underground here. Now, before we start the show, I just want to say a quick word on behalf of Patriot Underground Gold and PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. You folks have heard me talk a lot about rolling over your 401k and your IRA into precious metals. We all know that the dollar is on its way out. De-dollarization is here. The BRICs are spearheading this effort. Now is the time to make these moves, folks. Click the link in the description and my team will contact you and explain how easy it is. And this will be the best financial decision you've ever made. I am not a financial analyst myself, but quite frankly, you don't have to be to see the direction that things are going in the world. We have a narrow opportunity to protect and secure the wealth that we've earned our entire lives. It's time to de-dollarize yourself and put your savings into precious metals. It's a no-brainer, folks. Click the link in the description, like I said, and you will be happy you did. All right, everybody, enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is November 8th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight, it is my great pleasure to welcome my friend Jim Willie back to the show. Dr. Jim Willie, I should say. He is the editor of the great website golden-jackass.com. Jim is no stranger to this audience, but just in case you're seeing him for the first time, you're really in for a treat. Jim is absolutely amazing. He is the most accurate or amongst the most accurate financial forecasters in the world. I can actually say that with a degree of confidence. I've been listening to him for a long time. He's been at the forefront of exposing really the core issue, which is the problem with the the, the main issue with the treasury bond that really is the primary driver of this fiat collapse that we're experiencing right now. He's also an expert, among so many other things, on the BRICS alliance. He is an expert on de-dollarization. As a matter of fact, there's really nobody out there other than Jim Willie who's been really talking about de-dollarization and the Treasury bond with such precision and accuracy for such a long time and really getting to the core of what's actually going on. He also, in addition to all that, he's got great military sources that provide him key geopolitical intel. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. He is absolutely amazing. He's educational. He is hilarious. He's a real treat. So, Jim, I'm really happy to have you back on the show tonight. Welcome. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Are you talking about me? I am Was talking that intro about you. for me? Absolutely. All right. Um, okay. I've got to tell you. Um, a lot of my correct forecasts have been with the help of the voice who's not in my circles anymore. Uh, and, and six stellar, very intelligent colleagues. And it was in August that I got instructed by one of my colleagues and he's a very good guy. He's not only brilliant. He said, Jim, you don't need to give me attribution, attribution, just just run with it. And I said, well, I got it backwards, and you're, you straightened me out. Okay, there's a really good financial analyst named Alistair McLeod. He works for goldmoney.com, and he got something very wrong. Okay, I want to I say this carefully and slowly. He said the Japanese <clears throat> were printing money to manage their credit crisis. The Japanese were printing money to manage their credit crisis 
and buying gold to fortify their currency. And that has caused a currency problem. Okay, that is just plain wrong. The Japanese sold almost $200 billion worth of treasury bonds. Now, a month ago, we, we said this before. Okay, so I'm, this is really worth repeating. The Japanese sold almost $200 billion worth of treasury bonds, and the immediate effect, it wasn't an indirect follow-on effect lagged by four months. It was an immediate 23% decline in their currency when a big move over a course of a year is about 3%. They had seven times that. And I'm telling you, Patrick, they have not fixed this yet. They've not gotten out of their big swamp of shit. They are in a credit crisis. And now they're about to get like a, a downgrade for the Japanese government debt. Now, when your credit, when, you, when your currency goes down like 20%, then foreign holders of your debt, they realized that loss. So they were dumping the Japanese government debt. And that's why their currency problems are accelerating. To manage their currency decline, they had to manage their debt, their government debt decline, that crisis. So they printed money to buy their own debt. And that caused a further decline in their currency. You see how this gathers momentum? They, they sold. Sorry, I was muted. So, th And this is also that they can load up on gold. I mean, this, that's really what's happening. They sold the treasury. Yes, yes. They're loading up on gold in order to get rid of the dollar as the foundation for their system. Okay, so mm -hmm. the Japanese sold treasury bonds. They did harm to their government debt. They did tremendous damage in a decline to their currency. And in response, they printed more money to manage the monetization of their debt, which caused further decline in their currency. Mm -hmm. And Alistair McLeod and a few others out there, McLeod, I regard as a very fine analyst. But he got it wrong. He didn't realize that the currency decline was from selling treasury bonds. Now, here's, here's the lesson. And this is paradoxical. Every foreign major currency has a treasury bond as its foundation. It's foundation, right. The euro has the dollar. I'm sorry. The euro has the treasury bond as the foundation. So if France or Germany sell a bunch of treasury bonds, the euro is going to go down. Right. Okay. The British pound has the treasury bond as the foundation. If the Bank of England sells a lot of treasury bonds, the pound is going to go down. So all foreign central bank sales of treasury bonds are going to lift up the dollar. Right. That's the paradox. Everybody is saying, Foreign central banks are going to dump the dollar. It's going to get trashed. They are dead wrong. So this. And I think, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. And I, I thank my colleague for straightening me out, straightening me out, because <clears throat> in August I asked about this because I noticed in July. Holy shit. What is going on? The Japanese yen. It's going up. And then I realized, no, it's the dollar in yen terms. 
the, the dollar yen is going over 150. Now, I don't know if you comprehend that well. A lot of people don't. The dollar yen is what is the dollar worth? How many yen? So if it goes above 150, it's, it's really losing value. The yen is losing value. But the it's all in relation to the dollar. It's all in, because yes. of the Treasury Bond Foundation. They're selling Treasury bonds, doing harm with the yen. And that is resulting in the dollar yen going over 150. The dollar is going up, not down. Okay. If Britain sells a lot of Treasury bonds, they're going to do harm to the pound. The Chinese right now are in a credit crisis. And what they're doing is they're selling treasury bonds and buying gold. Mm -hmm. This is very, very nettlesome. I do not have a good answer for what happens to the dollar when the Chinese central bank is selling treasury bonds because they are not an official forex currency. But they are in the IMF basket, you know, the special drawing rights. Okay, I don't want to get too confusing with all this. Here's the point. When foreign central banks sell the treasury bond, the dollar is going to go up. And as the dollar goes up, we're also seeing the crude oil price go up. As the crude oil price goes up, it makes it easier to liquidate the petrodollar derivatives. Mm. And they need more dollars to do that. So the dollar will go up even more. Everything is pushing the dollar up, not down, up. I made a point two months ago. Look for the dollar index, USDX, it's called. I said, watch the dollar index. I think it's going to go over 105 real soon because it was dancing in the 104s. <clears throat> it's now over 105. It's pushing 106. Can I ask you something? Sure. Okay. So if this is, if this is what's happening, this paradoxical, this paradoxical effect is happening because every one of these Forex currencies have the treasury bond as its foundation. So they dump their treasury bonds in order to acquire gold. But in the process, they do massive damage to their own currency. They're printing money to be able to monetize their own debt, which causes massive inflation, causes a whole bunch of different problems. The USDX keeps going on this upward trajectory. What is the strategy here? I mean, how long does this go on before it breaks? What is it, because it seems on the surface like this is all benefiting the dollar, but we know that there's got to be some sort of a strategic game plan here. They're dumping all of these treasury bonds. They're, this is not benefiting the dollar. Okay, go ahead. It, it's, it's increasing the dollar valuation. Now, that's a subtle difference from benefiting the U.S. The U.S., as a result, is going to have a harder time selling exports. The dollar is higher. Selling IBM computers or whatever is going to be harder because the dollar is going up. Ah. They're dumping the treasury bonds. So the United States is not going to have a willing set of partners to support our debt. Ah, okay. So we're going to have to print money to cover our own debt. So we're going to have a rising dollar and price inflation and rising treasury bond yields. Mm. <clears throat> this is what's called a crack-up boom. We're likely also to see the stock market go up because foreigners are going to dump their treasuries and say, what should we do with the money? And some of the money will come into the U.S. stock market because it is a rising currency. 
investors chase a rising currency and the country which it which produces that currency okay. or runs off that currency. This is going to be a disaster for the United States. No funding of the debt. It's going to be all monetization. And I think tax money is being stolen by the Rockefellers. And you can quote me. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Rockefeller Institute. I think they're stealing the tax money. I don't think it goes into the till. The federal till. The U.S. government and, and the economy. They're going to have no buyers or very few buyers of treasury bonds. We're going to have a higher currency and make it difficult to export. At the same time, we're going to have higher interest rates and more price inflation. Mm -hmm. As we monetize our own debt, we're going to get even more price inflation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a disaster in the economy. Unemployment like it has never been seen before, like 30%. That's what I think we're going to see. Now, let me, let me twist something. It's a little tangent. We're seeing the United Auto Workers strike. And we're seeing the Long Beach <clears throat> Union of, of uh, they're called longshoremen, but they're dock workers. I call it the dock worker union. They're, they're called, you know, something blah, 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 longshoremen. Um, it's just a fancy, unusual name for dock worker. Okay. My point here, Patrick, is that these are fallacious strikes. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Imagine the United Auto Workers not having enough work because the big three car companies are having a supply problem, component problem. I'll just make up some stuff. Um, they're alternators. Their electrical systems and their tires, they're all imported, and their suppliers don't want treasury bonds. They don't want treasury bills. Right. They don't want the three-month treasury bill. They don't want anything to do with the U.S. treasury market. So the U.S. auto-making companies are having a big problem with their supply and component, and the workers see this. And they're saying, what the heck is going on? We don't have enough work. And they're told, Patrick, the government tells the union, go on strike. That's a better story than your suppliers are rejecting treasury bills. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. same goes for the Long Beach port. They're rejecting treasury bills. They're going on strike. But I, I am actually told by someone who works at the logistics office in Los Angeles, at Long Beach, they were told to go on strike. Really? It's a better story. Or a cover the, story. The cover story is they're on strike. The real story is that all the Asian shippers are rejecting treasury bills, or most of them. Well, you this know, there's just a, a recent article that I, ju I just saw that uh, the trade deficit has expanded due to rising imports right and as you pointed out shrinking exports and that's obviously something that's not new i mean that's some, that's a pattern that's been going actually we were talking about this the other day when uh we're having a private conversation talking about how more or less how this is this has been many decades in the making we, we kind of went back to the 90s remember that and we were talking about how gradually you know with the introduction of nafta and the the, the shipping of the 
manufacturing base of the United States. I mean, this is all set up strategically many, many years ago. And now it's like we're, we're, we're in the final phases of the hell that they created. Am I right? Yeah. And, and we don't know right now whether NAFTA is on, off, or has doubled. We don't know. We're not given really good information. I'm going to I'm going to make uh, a speculation here. I'm allowed. Of course. There's some th- there's some things that I'm not certain about, but I'm curious and I have a suspicion. It's like a suspicious speculation that the Asian shippers <clears throat> are are shipping some product on the container vessels and elsewhere and they're not being paid in treasury bills. They're being paid in something else. In what? That's what I'm saying. They're being paid in something else. And I'm not certain what it is. I have a feeling it might be XRP. It might be Bitcoin. It might be Chinese Yuan. And I'm just going to throw it out there. It could be they're being paid in in a gold equivalent. Hmm. And I don't know what the equivalent is, but I'm on it. I'm trying to find out. Hmm. And, and information is hard to find. Can I ask you a question, too? Because this is also something that I get a lot when, when I, whenever I'm talking about monetizing the debt and printing money. A lot of people say, well, they haven't printed any new new actual currency. They're, they're saying that the, uh, you know, the mints basically been they're, they're minting new coins, but there are no new bills after 2017. Do you know anything about that? Or can you substantiate I've heard the that same thing. I've heard the same thing, and I don't know how they're managing that. In fact, I've got a bunch of bills right here. They're 20s. Let me just check the dates on them. They're all 20s, and they're all pulled out in the last few days. I talk about them printing money. That's what got us here. But in terms of, you know, what's been happening since 2017, that's a that's I, I know. But just, li- just listen to the dates here. Tw- All right. 2017, 17, 17, 13, 13, 17, 17, 17, 17. So nothing after 2017. That's that was 10 bills, okay? Okay. Uh, so did did you hear 2017 a few times there? I certainly did. Yeah, I think I heard a 2013, and just about every other number was a 17. I I think there was one one or two 13s in there, and the rest were 17. Okay, that <laughs> that's not a random sample, but it, it certainly is a random clutch uh, from my 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 shoebox. Um, it's actually on my desk. Those are those are withdrawals recently. Um, and, you know, I don't look to see that, but you brought it up, so I checked. Yeah. And I got a, a different bundle here. Well, it raises and, a lot um, of questions, let me doesn't just it? Check. 13, 13, 17. You get the idea. All 13s okay. and 17s. I, I don't I don't know why. Weird. I don't know why. I don't have an answer for that. I, I'm just I'm just reading numbers. And believe me, they're small numbers. They're small. 
so I, I have to squint, even though I've got these little, these are like 1.25 magnifying glasses. They're not prescription. I, I don't have any astigmatism. I, I just have, you know, 71 year old guy, retina, retinal cones. Okay. <laughs> and they deteriorate every year. They deteriorate every year. Isn't that great? They deteriorate every year. All right. Um, I it, believe okay, so it, okay, we're so going go to see a gigantic explosion of labor union strikes. And and before, it was to prevent the fertilizer from getting out there. The Canadian rail strike, you remember that a year and a half ago? Oh, yeah. Okay, now yeah. it's to cover up, it's a cover story for treasury bills being rejected and supply chains being interrupted. Okay, notice we also had the truckers, uh, yellow truck line went bankrupt and a couple of other ones went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, these are 10... These are 10,000 truckers out, out, out. The distribution chain is out. What's the issue there? They can't make any money. Their diesel costs are up. Why are diesel costs up? Well, we've had 13 fires at diesel refinery plants. Okay? If you can't figure out the sabotage, I'm talking to the public now, then you've got a very low wattage between your ears. There was a massive one today. I believe it was in Texas. It was another fire. Do you hear about that one? No, I didn't. I didn't hear it. Not yet. I, uh, I've i been busy the last couple of hours. So I haven't read my many emails today. I read this morning, but I, this is an I don't explosion. remember. I'm sorry. Let me clarify that. This is what a, was the product? Diesel? It was an explosion at a chemical plant in Shepard, Texas. And it, it, I mean, it, you look at the photos. I actually shared them on Telegram. I mean, it's just massive, massive plumes of smoke. I haven't looked into it much myself, but uh, I mean, it's clearly another fifth gen type sabotage attack. They're they're not hitting with us nonstop. Yeah, I we don't know if it was a refinery for fuel or whether it was a chemical plant. You know, chemical plants produce a lot of things. If it's a chemical plant, then it it might affect the price of vinyl, you know, the the price of, of certain uh, textiles, artificial textiles. I, I don't know. I don't know. But there have been numerous. And, and it was a string. It started about eight or nine, ten months ago. And it, it was like one every two weeks. It, yep. A diesel refinery plant blew up. And then the diesel price, I think it went up about 50 or 70 or 80 percent. And then suddenly the truckers can't make any money. If you can't figure this out as sabotage of the supply chain, you got a very low wattage between your ears. I absolutely agree. Not you, the listeners. Thank you. If Thank you, you think if you think guys like me are conspiracy nuts, then the reality is that you're a moron. I'm talking to your crowd. Oh, the that's su- no, no, no. My 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 audience is very very. They're smart. Okay, very then it, it's the neighbors. And colleagues for your crowd. Well, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, we, you know, so part of the problem is that we're preaching to the choir, uh, but you you attract more people, and I attract more people. I, I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten this e- email from somebody. I just signed up for your newsletter. I, I learned about you from a friend of mine about a year and a half or two ago. I've been listening a little bit. I, I thought maybe it was a little difficult to follow what you're doing, uh, but I listened to a couple. Of, interviews and now i'm going to subscribe to your newsletter because i think i've been lied to for a long time well good 
good. I've had that email about, I think, 10 times in the last year and a half. I, I don't do a, a little marketing research. Maybe I should, but I don't. And it would go like this if I did. Uh, thanks for subscribing to the newsletter on Golden Jackass. I'm curious, where did you hear about the newsletter? And uh, what are your major motives for signing up? Uh, and, and in the list, it would be uh, mainstream news is lying to me. Uh, Wall Street broker is lying to me. Uh, some of my trusted friends who have been giving me financial advice are full of crap. You know, stuff like that. And it's all the above. Oh, I, I have a lady in New York. And she said, uh, I want to get this right. She said, I still like my broker, but I think he's acting in the best interest of his own firm. And, and he doesn't really recommend gold and silver. I said, no, they're paper merchants. Mm -hmm. They're paper merchant, debt paper. You know, Vladimir Putin made a comment, made this about half a year ago. He said, you know, half of the U.S. economy, half the gross domestic product, is just moving financial paper around. You're not producing anything. Look how many people make good money at Wall Street and don't produce anything. What are they doing? Well, they're buying and selling debt paper. It's not just treasuries. It's corporate bonds. It's mortgage bonds. It's junk bonds. It's, it's municipal bonds. Guaranteed income. We got, you know, tax strategy. Here, I want you to talk to, to Joe over here. He'll, he'll get you all tuned in for tax implications. He didn't produce anything. We're a nation where over half our people don't produce anything. And, you know, I got to look at myself in the mirror. What do I do? I produce a newsletter. Okay, yeah, am I producing a widget? Am I making the economy stronger or not really? But I'm leading people away from a disastrous pool where they'll lose a good portion of their life savings. So I am doing something constructive. Oh, and I my see. sister says to me, I don't produce anything either, Jim. I'm involved with divorce and settlement and custody. But I bring about a lot of happy people, and I avoid a lot of serious problems and a lot of pain. And it's, it's part of what we call distribution. She's part of the distribution system to make sure that in a divorce, the mother and the kids get their share. It's distributed properly. I'm in the business of saving life's, life's or life or income, uh, investing intelligently in life savings. Mm-hmm. And, and deciphering and debunking the bullshit we're told all the time. I tell people 90% of what the government says about the economy is a lie. Well, why would they do that? Because they're selling treasury bonds, you idiot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they going to say we'd like to sell $10 billion of treasury bonds this month? But, you know, we're very close to bankruptcy and we got an extra trillion in debt every five months, but we want you to buy the $10 billion this month for treasury bonds. They'll say, how much are you in debt? They need ignorant investors for bonds. They need ignorance. Mm -hmm. And I'm not about ignorance. No. Okay, this is so messy. But, okay, back to that point. Look for a number of other strikes to come. It'll be cover story because there's not enough work. 
if the workers can't make ends meet, can't pay the rent, can't pay, oh, the explosion in health insurance costs, it's like triple what it was a few years ago. If they can't handle the school costs, can't handle the gasoline costs, oh my gosh, they're going to have to go on strike to get more money. It's, this is part of the crack up boom. They'll go on strike as a, a solution. And you know, here's the, 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 the silver lining in that. And they will be able to draw upon their union fund for a few months. Mm -hmm. That that's positive. While yeah, they're you know in negotiation, we we're getting to the point now where the federal government is backing up certain corporations, if not unions, and we're going to hear more about that. They're not just backing up the military contractors. Oh my gosh, Ukraine war it was basically a military weapon welfare fund, mm -hmm. and COVID uh, brought about the COVID stimulus for bankers, the big bank welfare fund. Mm -hmm. Well, are, are we going to get a big U.S. union welfare fund? Oh, that's where they're headed with that. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but that would certainly bring them under more control by the feds. We're, we're in a very ugly period. And I, I got to, I'm going to share some positives with you. Please do. <clears throat> now, you know me, I'm a numbers guy, and uh, I don't like the question, well, is it or is it not? I said, well, I don't really know. Um, I believe there's at least an 80, 85 percent chance. That's how I phrase it. That's how I package it. 80, 85 percent chance that the White Hats are in control now. And they are orchestrating the final ramp. I don't know if you noticed, but Fox News has been hostile to anybody pro-Biden for the last several days. I don't really Fox, watch Fox News, but okay, that's good. Uh, they're cutting off the, the guests and say, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Biden did this. But now you're saying Biden is about to do No, no. But wait a minute. The reality is that we have this. The reality is that we've got a lot more price inflation. The reality is we have more unemployment. 80 to 85 percent chance that Team Trump, the White Hats, the White Alliance is in a lot more control than they are willing to share with you, the people. I agree with that. Yeah. Because we are unwashed, swarthy plebeians. Now, I don't know if you understand my my terminology, but oh, I do. A, ple yeah. a plebeian is, is a lower class citizen. Right. Yeah. We're okay. the unwashed masses is what you're saying. Unwashed, but swarthy. That means hairy. <laughs> <laughs> We're dirty. Wait a minute. Are you saying, you're saying that the White Hats aren't telling us this because we're we're the unwashed and not for tactical reasons? Is that what you're saying? It's both. We're just little people and we get in the way. They don't want us rioting out of ignorance, not knowing what's going on. So they'd rather expose what fascism is. How do you like the Biden fascism? Are you enjoying it? How do you like the unemployment and the price inflation since Trump left? Are you enjoying it? How do you like the military packages for Ukraine? Are you enjoying all that? How do you like the debt? 
It's gone out of sight. It's gone exponential. Are you enjoying all that? If you don't, then withdraw your support from all your Biden team players. And that's what I think they're doing. I heard back in July and August that certain military Biden approval ratings were below 10 percent. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Well, it's not on CNN. It's not on New York Times. That also doesn't surprise me. We're beginning to see the turn of some of the major network news. I agree. I am told I I didn't say I didn't hear that. uh, Okay, Fox News is now hostile to Biden, pro Biden guests. I don't leave that alone. I say, have you heard anything about the four billionaire partners of Trump who put a bid for a hostile takeover of Fox News from Rupert Murdoch's News Corp? And they say, I don't know. I'll look into it. I don't leave things alone. I don't say, oh, that's good. What's for lunch? I say, oh, that's interesting. What about this? What about that? Can you imagine what a pain in the ass I was in high school? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, I don't I, I know you don't particularly follow the Q posts, but it, it's not more lately. But go ahead. OK, well, the Q post two uh, was it two, three, three, seven was the one that uh, basically said Israeli intelligence stand down. And it was like a five year delta almost exactly to when this quote unquote attack took place. But it also said media. Uh, it's something about taking down the mainstream media. I, I'll have, I'm gonna I, while you're while you're in response, I'm gonna find that that. I, I heard that directly. there were two things that were linked. Israel will be the last war, and we're right. gonna take down the MSM media. Exactly, exactly. The, the, I, I just same, I, you know, same breath. Paraphrasing, yeah. Israel is the last war, and the MSM will turn. Yeah, well, isn't that and, interesting? And we're now that we're seeing the this this radical shift that you're talking about, even. Uh, in the mainstream media. I think it's been happening gradually, but I didn't realize that over the past few days it had become much more obvious. Watch CNN now. I think they're next. I have heard that a few vice presidents have been captured and flipped at CNN. Mm -hmm. And not all of them. So occasionally you get a story and you go, wow, that was on CNN and it was critical of the Biden show. I don't call it administration. I call it a show. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get canceled because right now I believe that several of the actors in the Biden show are no longer showing up on stage. They're losing their actors. The cast for the Biden show is being depleted. They're on the run. Okay. And, and you know, when Blinken goes to Saudi Arabia or he goes to China, sometimes he doesn't come back. Let let that sink in. Sometimes when Blinken, the fake Secretary of State, goes to a foreign country like Saudi Arabia or China, he doesn't come back. Guess twice I repeated it. Twice I stated it. Okay? I don't know who these people are. Okay, Okay, so you're saying you're saying that the individual that's coming back is not the same guy. I don't think the so. one that's showing up in public again is not the, this. I is, I mean, this is something we've been talking so. about for quite some time now. But I, let me. I, I I I have a client who's very bright, and he's not alone in this opinion. 
but he shocked me. He put me on the spot about three or four months ago and said, Jim, would it surprise you that to hear that out of 540 people in the Congress, which is the Senate 100, and the House, which is like 440, <clears throat> would it surprise you to learn that 100 of them have been replaced? Wouldn't surprise I said, me. I said, it would surprise me, but it would shake me up. It would not surprise me, but it would shake me up. Mm -hmm. And I know about the technology. And, and let me just name, give you the name of a movie that came out in 2010. And not a whole lot of people paid close attention to the consequences. It's called Avatar. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. I saw it several times. I mean, I paid at the theater several times. It was on for about six weeks here, and I went to it several times. Popcorn, you name it, I several times. I'm told that Klaus Schwab is an avatar. You can't kill an avatar. Then it bring out another. It mm. takes a while to, to create. But remember in, in the movie Avatar, they said, <clears throat> we got to grow this. And it's in water, and they got, you know, umbilical tubes and fascinating concept so we have i have some clients who say to me jim don't mention avatar don't mention cyborg don't mention clones and i said why don't you start your own newsletter exactly if you have a good idea on how to run it because uh, i am now pushing the edge mm -hmm. i'm told that we're fighting a war in the tunnels under the new york and and vermont and ontario quebec border we're fighting a war yep and under los angeles we're fighting another war and it's the u.s special forces and marines and i ask a basic question i don't say well that's interesting what's for lunch i say what about this what about that here are my questions who are we fighting we're fighting the Mexican drug cartel mercenaries, and we're fighting the Chinese military. And side by side with the Chinese military are cyborg soldiers. Yeah, we talked okay? about this. Yeah, if, I remember. If you don't like it, listener, then I don't really care. I'm it's not true. really concerned about people's ignorance about technology and What's the word? Prejudices about what's real. I talked to a number of people who don't even believe that the U.S. has a gigantic tunnel system under under the ground. We got probably 50,000 miles of mm -hmm. tunnel systems. There are videos that have come out that truckers have taken that, you know, when they go underground. And that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But even with that, I mean, this stuff has emerged on social media and people still think it's a conspiracy theory. But I will say, though. Tying this back together with what we were talking about with mainstream media, don't you think it's interesting that, I mean, one thing I have seen on CNN is they've been very heavily covering the underground elements of the war. They've been talking a lot about the tunnels underneath Israel, the tunnels that Hamas uses, subterranean warfare. I think that that's something very telling. That they're Not, not about Ukraine, though. Not about tunnels no, in not Ukraine. About Ukraine. No. Why? Why are they talking about the tunnels of Israel, but not the tunnels of Ukraine? Okay, I, I'll tell you my, 
That's a good I'll point. tell you my belief. I believe that with the Israeli war, there has been a conversion and a bit of a takeover for the U.S. mainstream media at the same time. Okay, yeah. We're done with Ukraine. We're done. That, that's just one of the most devastating military losses in the history of mankind. I'm not exaggerating. You no, need I, I, hyperbole to describe how devastating and one-sided it was because part of it was Zelensky setting up his own newly recruited soldiers. They were dead in one week. 10,000 new soldiers, they're dead in one week. No military hardware weapon experience. Put on a uniform, go march out. Zelensky gives the GPS codes for the Russians. The Russians do artillery. They kill them all. Zelensky is wiping out his own country. And next, they're going to wipe him out. But there's a shift. When Israel announced their battles and their conflicts, I immediately thought, oh, my gosh, easy military funding for the cabal. And, and there it came. Like a week later, Biden announced a bill of combined, combined Ukraine and Israel billing, uh, funding. And if you vote against it, you vote against Israel and you're anti-Semite. Oh, I tell you, take care of that, shove it up your ass. I don't care about this third rail anymore. I have been waiting for a long, long time for the third rail to be neutralized. And when I heard that a retired IDF, Israeli Defense Force soldier, <clears throat> said there was no way we were caught unaware. No way. No way. And then I heard other stories inside Israel. We were ordered to abandon our posts. Mm -hmm. And we objected, and we were told it's an order. Leave. And then I heard just numerous stories straight out of Netanyahu's mouth. We created Hamas to try to divide the resistance in Palestine. Okay, I've been waiting for the criticism of Israel and, and, and the, you know, the, the Jewish state. And I grew up with Jewish folks. I loved them. We were buddies. I, I tried to hit on one of their sisters, and it was all kind of crazy. I was young. Um, but she had nice hooters. I'm sorry. Uh, did I say that? Yeah, I said that. Um, you said too late. You said it. <laughs> well, you know, you also talked too about Iran, and I want, I want, oh, Persia, uh, Persia being a wild card in this whole situation. I want you to speak oh, boy. that because that's kind of a strange situation there. Because on the one hand, we've got the Houthi rebels in Yemen that have declared war on Israel that are funded by Iran, but on the other hand, it seems like Hezbollah is Hezbollah's showing some the name strength. of the game. They're showing Hezbollah's the, the name of the game. All right, yeah. go ahead. Um, I've been reading the last few days articles and, you know, bits and pieces because I got hundreds of things to read every day. I cannot read it all. I cannot. I cannot do it. Uh, I've been hearing that the Israeli military is experiencing a lot of setbacks. They underestimated their enemy. Um, they're, let's just say they're very effective in shelling civilian residential centers they're very effective um but let's say they're not very effective when there's a resistance like with hezbollah or armed hamas um i am of the very strong and firm opinion patrick that hezbollah did not fund hamas 
for the weapons. They got them free from Ukraine and free from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Are you aware that there are $80 billion worth of weapons in Afghanistan that we left behind? Yeah, and they just moved it around the region to make sure that chaos continues. Don't, don't need to buy. No yeah. need to fund. No Hezbollah, I don't think Hezbollah funded Jack. I don't think they funded anything. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's so ugly. I think Hamas got you got Israeli weapons from Ukraine. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and didn't, Hamas, Israel, didn't Israel send wep their own weapons to Ukraine? Because they, they made yes, it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, so I left they, that out. Okay, got you. I, I, that was an under, that was a, a given. Israel sent weapons to aid Ukraine and Hamas got Ukrainian weapons. We know that Hamas got Ukrainian weapons. We don't know how they paid for them or whether any money changed hands. I reason they got Israeli weapons. Did Israel give the weapons to Ukraine so they could come back and produce false flag events? Okay, here's another Lulu for you. Mm -hmm. We got an aircraft carrier with a skeleton crew on it off the Israeli coast. Really? We've got destroyers with skeleton crews. I mean, like, not even 5% the normal crew. Are we inviting Hezbollah to sink them? Hmm. That's an interesting angle. Cause for war. When we it's rushed in a lot of... Yeah. When we rushed in a lot of naval hardware toward Palestine, Israel, off the coast, was it just so they'd be sitting ducks? Okay, we, there's a nickname they have for aircraft carriers. Floating bathtubs. Mm -hmm. They need three or four destroyers as escorts. These destroyers are also easy targets. Okay, there was something that happened in 1997. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it comes up as relevant. <clears throat> There's something called the Paris Air Show. And and it's almost every year. I don't know exactly whether it's every year, every two years, every three. I don't know. I don't care. But in the early 90s, they had the Paris Air Show. And we showed off our Tomahawk cruise missile. And, and the big game is there's a derelict old ship that we that we put out in the ocean and a big black cross on its on its side. And that's the target. And then you get target practice from a cruise missile that's 200 miles away. Hmm. And the cruise missile typically was about 50, 80 feet off the crosshairs. And in 1997, the Russians introduced the sunburn missile. Okay. And it, it was only like five meters off the cross and the US military panicked the Soviet the Russians the Russians have something that eclipses the Tomahawk missile and it has a larger a longer range hmm. and then two years later the Russians eclipsed their own sunburn with the onyx O-N-Y-X and it was even more accurate at close to a thousand miles. This was in the 90s, in the late 90s. Late 90s. Now, when was the Syria conflict? 
I think that was 2017 and 18, 16, 17, and 18. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we got to see how ineffective the cruise was, how ineffective the Patriot defense missile was, and how incredibly effective the SU Russian was, the That's, Russian defense. Right. That's the reason why we got out of there, right? We got out of there, but we, we left the Israelis with full support to operate at the ground level, operate at the guerrilla level so you don't know who's who, and steal as much oil as you can and do lateral drilling. Do you know what I mean by lateral drilling? No. Um, okay, normally when you look at an old movie or old you know, clips of the oil drilling industry, it's straight down. You drill straight down or at a you know, 10, 15 degree angle, mm -hmm. and you, you just drill pretty much straight down. Well, Israel has been drilling on the border of Syria and not straight down at like a 45 degree angle. And if you go down three miles, that means you're one and a half miles into Syria. Hmm. And if you go down 10 miles, it means you're five miles into Syria. Now, I learned about lateral drilling 20 years ago, and I got schooled by a petroleum engineer about 10 years ago. He said, Jim, now lateral drilling is really lateral. They take a 90 degree turn. Hmm. They drill down and they drill out and go straight into Syria and steal their oil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing in Yemen, where the Iranians and the Yemenis were going in there with full Shiite support and doing lateral drilling inside Saudi Arabia, stealing Saudi oil. The Saudis knew about it. They couldn't stop it. All they could do was bomb the shit out of them. <clears throat> okay, We have had peace for a year and a half or more in Yemen. And that is now called off. But they're not fighting Saudis. They're targeting Israel. Um, we are about to see. I'm going to make a forecast here. I like to make my forecast now and again in context. I think we're going to see increasing and problematic dissension within the Israeli military. Because they know that they killed their own soldiers. Not only that, but the military gave orders. If there is a Palestinian or Hamas captor who's got 10 Israeli citizens hostage, kill them all, including the Israelis. So the Israeli military has been killing Israeli citizens. And there's going to be a backlash. Well, they were already on the verge of civil war. I mean, they were tough before this whole situation started, all the drama with Netanyahu trying to unilaterally take the power away from the judiciary to derail his own investigations. And then all of the stuff with the jab that we talked about last time. Right. So like nine out of 10 people in Israel hate the guy. The, there's there's massive division in the IDF that's only going to expand as more and more of the truth comes out. Not only that, there's another layer to this, Jim. They're they're arming their own citizens, and I kind of wonder what you know what's that all about? Because you know all of a sudden in Israel they're they're basically giving all the citizens firearms under the uh, you know the auspices of self-defense. But you you kind of have to wonder how is that going to play out? 
You know, I mean, because I, I personally think that seeing pretty. some sort of an internal coup would be far better than getting Iran involved are, in this. And having, are they are they providing weapons to the citizens so they can march on the parliament? I wonder. <clears throat> okay. Um, there, there. I have a couple notes here. There have been a number of demonstrations in Israeli cities of over 100,000 people. That's right. And they're all against Bibi. They're all against Benjamin Netanyahu. His nickname is Bibi, B-I-B-I. I've got some other notes. Let me just quickly say that McGregor, uh, the U.S. military colonel, yep. he's turning out to be one of the biggest and, and most widely celebrated and respected spokesmen regarding warfare globally, he says the Israelis are suffering many, many defeats on the battlefield. Hmm. And I just wrote Yuma here. You were talking about the tunnels and trucks going in. It was about five years ago. I had a picture of Yuma, Arizona. It was a portal like 200 yards off an interstate highway. It was a portal for the underground system, and it was 35 feet high. Mm -hmm. Okay, that would mean you could stack four trucks on top of each other and drive through. Wow, yeah. Okay, these underground systems are giant boulevards with high ceilings. You drive trucks through. You, you can actually drive with a nuclear device, that kind of a large truck. You can put that in. They're finding nuclear devices in the tunnel system. And, and that's where some, some alien tribes are, are helping out. Okay, I'm told not to mention clones, not to mention <clears throat> cyborgs, not to mention avatars, not to mention aliens. Start your own newsletter. Because I've got one that's right working place, well. Jim, you're in the right show to talk about non-terrestrials. I talk about this all the time. My audience is 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 very well up to speed on that. So, you okay. know, no holes barred here. We're not. No, there's no judgment. You know, we're we're not we're not that type of audience. I can I can assure Here's you. Here's what's coming, I believe, in Israel. It's going to be revelations of what's in the underground systems. I believe they're going to be bio labs. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to find biolabs. I think they're going to find child trafficking and prison centers. I think they're going to find adrenochrome harvesting centers. I think they're going to find a lot of little Arab kids. Okay? And then the accusations might come that who are the masters in Israel of Arab children in the tunnels? Who are the masters? And you know the answer. Of course. Okay. Of this course. third rail is going away and it's being... D, what do you call it? Neutralized. I was going to say de-electrolyzed. No, neutralized. They're defanged. removing, huh? Defanged. Defanged, but but no longer supercharged. I got into a big argument. I don't mind saying this with Kunstler. Seven years ago, he accused me of being anti-Semitic. I told him to go stick it where the sun don't shine. A week later, 10 days later, he retracted his accusation when I made my point 16 ways to Sunday. <clears throat> I'm sick of this third rail. 
No, it's it's total BS. It's it really is. I mean, but okay, so let's go back to what's underneath Israel because it sounds to me like a carbon copy of what's underneath Kiev. And uh, that one way or another is going to have to be dealt with, right? And it, so that kind of raises some questions I, here. How are we going to think it's very similar? Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, so what's I mean, the question? Where are we going from here? Well, you were talking about what was going on, you know, underneath uh, <sighs> underneath Israel, the biolabs, the adrenochrome harvesting uh, and all of these things. And ultimately that this is going to be the, the byproduct of this war, that all of this is going to come out. Um how do we get there? Any idea? I mean, do you, do you have any clue about, uh, you know, how 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 does the how are the white hats going to reveal all of this evil to the public? And, and you know, and this really kind of connects to another question I was going to ask you about, about the emergency broadcast and how it you know coincides with the upcoming election and all this all this other stuff. But ultimately, we've always I think most of us have associated the emergency broadcast with this massive flood of disclosure. I mean, they're, they're priming the pump. Like I said, they're, you know, the, the mainstream media is talking about tunnels. They're talking about all of these things. They're preparing people. But do you think it's going to going to take that that pivotal moment where we finally get to the emergency broadcast where all this stuff is going to come out? Because it doesn't seem likely to me that the mainstream media is going to start reporting on adrenochrome harvesting farms underneath Israel. Right. Or underneath Kiev for that. I'll answer your question in, in an unexpected way. I think the mainstream news networks are going to be taken over one by one. I believe Fox and CNN are the prime candidates. Uh, CNN will go from last and deserted. They've got nowhere to go but a complete flip toward the truth. They're shutting down certain Atlanta facilities of CNN right now from lack of Marketing funding, lack of funding. I think what we're going to see is not reported to us, but behind the scenes, the white alliance, white hats are going to tell the mainstream news, you got a competition going. We want you to report on the tunnel wars and the tunnel discoveries. We want you to report on it in a responsible way. Do it bit by bit. And the climax we're going to take the military, the climax of all your, let's just say here we are five months from now, four months from now, we're in February, we're in March, and there's more and more about what they're discovering in the tunnels, and they're blowing them up. They're blowing them up. The U.S. Mil military is in there. The White Hat military is in there. They're blowing them up, and they might not have arrived by ship. They might have arrived in a tunnel system through Egypt. We don't know. And they're still rescuing kids through those tunnels, by the way. Yes, and they're blowing them up afterwards. <clears throat> I believe in five months or four months, we're going to have a lot more stories. can be a lot more indications about some really nefarious crimes against humanity. And the mainstream news is going to be told, all right, hey, look, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, have at it. Go for it. You're in competition to report the damn news. And the climax would be the military emergency broadcast. Because they refused. After, after the mainstream news had broken the ice on dozens of stories. Really? So you think the mainstream media is going to be kind of the, the tip of the spear and then we're going to get the EBS? Because I've always imagined that the, the mainstream media would be phrase. taken down. The MSM is going to be the tip of the spear. 
Hey, look, you, you're the one who said the mainstream news is mentioning tunnel conflicts and, and, and child uh, child rescues in tunnel systems. You mentioned it. They've already got the tip of the spear working. It's going to expand. And, and, and those agencies, those networks that are reporting are going to have growing viewership. <clears throat> the viewing audience is going to grow. Hmm. And MSNBC and, and the three majors, and they're going to be watching this and say, we got to turn. We got to turn to the truth. There's no future with Biden. And they're they're starting to turn on Biden. Okay. The White Alliance wants the people and the networks and the social networks to turn on Biden. And they will. They will. I guarantee it. They will. They already are. Do you think they're going to go that far where they're going to start talking about these satanic evils that are going on? underneath? I, I don't know that. That's the extreme. That's where I'm not really sure. I'm just talking about rescuing kids, child trafficking networks, buses in the underground network, buses, torture centers. They, We may hear three months from now that they have rescued like 800 quarts of adrenochrome, 800 liters of adrenochrome. They don't even mention that word on on the mainstream news. I, I know, I know. That would be like the climax. They're mentioning rescuing kids who are in captivity. What's next? Torture. What's next? Bloodletting. What's next? Ritual killings. Okay. Wow. Let them handle it. Let's just sit back and watch because it is going to happen. Wow. These major networks, Patrick, they're going to go out of business if they don't turn to the truth. Well, I've always imagined that they were going to just, you know, they were just going to go right down to the because they're just as complicit in all of this evil. I mean, they've been covering up all of this evil, all of this sedition. Time. Exactly. So they're, they're guilty they're, of sedition. They're up to it. You know, they're up to their necks. They're up to their eyeballs. And I always imagined that they were just going to go down fighting with the rest of these. You know, no, they're going to be given. They're too valuable. They're not going to go down. They're going to go down in ratings. They're going to go down in revenue. And then they're going to get bought out because they're going to be worth 10 cents on the dollar. Hmm. Well, you know, Malone, is a, isn't that his name? John Malone? Isn't that the guy, the Trump supporter who bought out uh, CNN? He owns Discovery I, I, Plus, which is the parent company. I think his name's Malone. If I'm I may I may get I may. Have I know Discovery, was, but I don't, I don't know the name. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm swamped. I'm swamped with information. Some areas I. I don't I don't dig as well. And well, let me um, I, I look at the look, I heard from a military source that some of the major networks have been given a seven point conversion plan. You follow the conversion in steps. You report more truthfully. And the, the seventh step is that you're reporting all truth, exposing fascism, exposing fraud, exposing bribery, exposing treason. Wow. Okay. And you do this seven-point plan to avoid having your company forced into divestiture. But wow, I think they're I think they're going to be getting the forced divestiture also, even if they follow, because they're under threat of very serious tribunal charges of treason, or what I call treason light sedition. Hmm. Sedition is a form of treason. It's kind of, it's kind of like. Aiding and abetting, uh, accessory after the fact. It's not the murder, but it's harboring the killer. It's well, sedition, sedition during a time of war is punishable by death. I know, but it's not high treason. 
It's not stealing military secrets and you know schematics for weapons and raiding warehouses for munitions. Right. Sedition right. is aiding and abetting the enemy. Mm -hmm. So or maybe they have that sword hanging over their head. I wonder though. I, this... I think sedition and treason light is all over the place as a threat for many corporations right now. And they are precisely the ones that we're protecting in the fraudulent election. Precisely. A seven point conversion factor. Okay, that's the first I've heard of that. That's really interesting. I kind of wonder uh, what point we're at right now. Maybe we're at like a three I think about four. three or four. Three or four. Okay. All right. Well, we're not, at, we're not at one. And and not not everybody, not all the different news networks are participating. But just watch something like Gates's bullshit MSNBC. Watch that. I can't, watch that and, and look to see if they're critical of, of someone who's pro Biden. See if they cut off a Biden guest. Mm. See if they cut off uh, and, and shorten an interview for, for some official on the Biden show. You know, someone in the cast, some of the cast of characters in the Biden show. Oh, my gosh. This is going to this is how we avoid civil war, Patrick. Mm -hmm. It's a seven point conversion to defuse and have the public not react like, oh, my gosh, Trump wants to come back as the imperial president. We want to avoid that kind of nonsense. And so I it think sounds to me like you're saying we have 80. Sorry. Go ahead. Finish your story. 80 to 85 percent in control. That's what I'm thinking. All right. So White hats are 80 to 85 percent in control. I have been told that certain newsletter writers have been given guidance. I can't mention their names. I'm trying, but I can't. They've been given guidance. Here's what we want you to talk about in the future. And, and these are like like Wall Street research houses. OK, not good guys. Hmm. So they're going to talk more about the debt. They're going to talk about the Treasury bonds being re rejected. Talk about a default of Treasury bonds. The foundation of the dollar is Treasury bond. That is the key part. Uh, let me let me share with you. I, I don't know if I'm repeating, but I, there was something called Project Sandman, and it called for like a one or two day period where like two dozen countries sold two trillion dollars worth of Treasury bonds. Yep. Two days, 20 countries, two trillion. Not going to happen. It would kill their currencies. It'll kill their own currency, cause financial crisis in their own country, bring about tremendous economic problems, banking problems. Why? Because they're watching Japan. Mm. So here's my jackass Project Sandman call. Two years, 40 countries, four trillion. <clears throat> they're going to take the, they're going to take the long the long and winding road. They're going to do this, but they're not going to do it <laughs> yeah. all at the once. long and winding road. I haven't heard that in a long time. They're going to take the long scenic route <laughs> and it's going to be ugly. Well, it sure it's has. It's going to be a constant US Treasury crisis, a constant US big bank crisis. It's going to be a growing threat of derivative trillion dollar accidents. And I'm told right now, and I got a graph of, of something very unusual. Number of complaints for access to funds with Bank of America. It's turning vertical. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, they had I, that, that big uh, direct deposit debacle too. We talked about. Was it? Uh, yeah, that, that's something we need more information about. I got some hints on that, but I'm I'm not confident enough to say what what's happening with that. I've been saying for four months, six months, eight months, Bank of America is going to be the first one to die. The Bush Narco Bank. The Bush Narco Bank. And remember, the other one is Deutsche Bank. Mm-hmm. That's the other European. That's Bush, the European drug bank. bank. Yeah, and and there's a big battle going on. I don't want to open up a whole new can, but the big battle going on between American banks and the European banks. We're not taking we euro dollars as deposits in the United States. Yeah, we're trying. Sharks. This is incredible, Patrick. We're trying to bring about the inevitable banking crisis. We want it to be in Europe, not the United States. Now right. remember, Credit Suisse failed in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. that was a forecast of mine following the news that Russia demolished the money laundering centers of Ukraine. I said, we're going to see a major Swiss bank go down, probably Credit Suisse, and it went down in, in two months. Yeah, you nailed I that. that. I nailed that. You did. And no other analysts linked the money laundering to the failure. They instead linked it to the United Arab Emirates pulling a $10 billion investment offer for Credit Suisse bond. Well, yeah, it's simultaneous. That's, it's kind of like, well, the bank is, is, is broken. Your foundation is all cracked. And then someone just tossed in a big rock from UAE. Mm-hmm. Well, you, the cause is not the rock. The foundation is broken. Okay, this is going to get very exciting, very interesting. And I think we're going to get a military standoff in the Middle East, because they're going to realize that the Arabs in the last 20 years have gotten a lot stronger. They've gotten Russian missiles to fortify their their background. And the Iranians have top-notch drones. There's going to be a standoff, and I don't think we're going to get the bigger war. I got into an argument with a client uh, just today. He said, Jim, it's a fact. We're going to have a nuclear event in the Middle East. I said, no, that's your opinion. He said, no, it's a fact. Okay, well, we'll talk about it later. If it doesn't happen, then your fact was not a fact. It was an opinion. I think we're going to get a standoff. Because it's not like the U.S. and its allies are up against a third world nation right like we usually are that's right not anymore now the russians and chinese are fortifying does iran take its marching orders from china do you think i mean you know because we talk about the tpx triumvirate right and that's ultimately what is going to prevent this conflagration into world war but with iran being such a key part and they're, you know, you can see very clearly that they're, like you said, they're dangling the bait. They're putting the aircraft carriers there. They're setting up all of this, you know, for like a Gulf of Tonkin type of situation to draw us into the war. Is Iran going to take the bait? And if they're, because it seems to me like they're holding back, they're resisting. And you, I think the last time we spoke, you said your your gut feeling was is that they they're somewhat allied with China behind the scenes and that they're. They're read in on this, right? So they're not going to take the bait in the same way Russia resisted taking the bait when they took drone strikes on their own territory. They didn't expand the war. 
But you said it. I mean, Iran really is the linchpin. If they get directly involved, this thing could go in a completely different direction than what we're hoping. I, I think on a limited basis, Iran is already involved with Hezbollah, with supplying Hezbollah with men and weapons. They're already in there. So it's a matter of how bad is it going to get, how, how, to what extent, what is the volume of the conflict, how many fronts are there going to be. Um, Russia resisted the bait. And um, I think Iran is going to stick with just infantry battle and, and howitzer battle and, you know, rocket-propelled grenade battle. They're not going to sink a ship. They're not going to. They're not going to do that. I, I just don't think they're going to do that. What I'm afraid. You're you thinking know, ground, Iranian ground troops in Israel? Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, I, I think. I think Hezbollah is in. OK, Palestine. so Hezbollah. OK, in, gotcha. All right. Yeah. Okay, here's my concern. The Israeli military has already shown themselves and been exposed by their own people as having done a false flag. Will and and it was it 25 years ago that the Israelis uh, either sunk or damaged the USS Liberty. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got pres precedents. Mm -hmm. My concern is the Israelis are going to sink a U.S. aircraft carrier, and they're going to blame Iran, of course, right? Blame Iran, yeah. Okay, so if Iran – are there white hats in Iran? Because my understanding is it's just like so many other militaries, it's divided, like we talked about the IDF being divided. I, that, I don't – I would imagine that there are a lot of very sensible people in the Iranian military, and I'm not an expert in that. I don't have much information on that. Hmm. It's very hard to get that. Iran is not an open border for information. I, I – 10, 12 years ago, I got some information out of there. Not to, but 2013, 14, 15, you know, cutting the Israelis, cutting the communication lines and a certain island. I think the name was Go or Gob or Got or something. I can't think a three letter name for an island. It was going to be a big communication center uh, under Iranian control. And it got abandoned. They got their communications uh, lines cut. They got, you know, a submarine. What do you call it? A, a submersible uh, with lights and, and cutting devices, and they, they cut comm lines. Okay, the U.S. and Israel, they're the dirty players. I'm cool. sorry. I I think our nation has been taken over in the United States back in 1988, Papa Bush, uh, maybe even earlier. When Okay, here's a trivia question. How long was it before... Ronald Reagan was inaugurated before Papa Bush had him shot. How long? It was shot. I think he was shot in 81. Am I, am I remembering that right? The year? The inauguration for Reagan was January 17, 1981. How long, how many weeks, how many months before Reagan was shot? And it's pretty well known in intelligence circles that it was Papa Bush who did it. I don't remember when when in 1981 that that occurred. The end of March. So it was only about a month or two after. Two the, no two months. Two months. Two and a half months. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when did the narco presidencies begin? Officially in '88.
But Papa Bush was in charge of way too much during the Reagan administration. Remember, that's why we had the Star Wars and we never admitted to having a successful laser weapon developed. Mm -hmm. We developed lots of them. You don't want to admit it when they're planning on using it against the U.S. population. That's right. And that's what we see. And, and you know, it might be a good idea to boycott Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew. Because Mountain Dew is now boasting about the Maui blast, about the Baja something or other. Mm. That stuff is absolute poison anyways. I wouldn't go near it with a 10-foot pole. But I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I all right. So I haven't had I haven't had become gaseosis. Um, I haven't had carbonated soda. No soda, whole, no fast food. Those are my two rules. I haven't had carbonated soda in 30 years. I haven't. And that's well. why I have such a beautiful complexion. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you've aged no, so I, well. I, I, got, so I got pretty good skin. I, I don't have heavy wrinkles and I, yeah. I'm okay. I, I don't use, you know, women's beauty cream when I go to bed. You know, I, I just drink a lot of fluids. I get good exercise. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't have carbonated soda. My, I have some little vices in food, you know, comfort foods. I used to eat a lot we of ice do. cream. But we all do. Well, since I, we're going. Well, okay. We got to wrap this up, Patrick. Sure. Um, sure, yeah. Well, I'm running out of voice. And I'm running out of energy. All right. One more <clears> question. Um, we talked about the election when we were having our private conversation the other day and you know, the, the November election. And I said that mirroring, I think what a lot of folks out there are believing that we're not going to actually have an election in November. Well, that's what a lot of people believe right now. And there's, we don't need to get into a whole discussion about why they believe it. I think it's pretty obvious given everything that we've been discussing tonight, that the situation's coming to a head. Um, however, uh, it seemed like you may have had a slightly different perspective on that. And I'm wondering if you could share that with the audience. Well, okay. Different from what? That we're not well, okay. going to have an election? That, okay. Well, I actually, I think maybe I didn't quite frame it the right way that we're going to have military, we're going to have the, the emergency alert prior to the election. And either, I mean, I guess there's one or two ways of looking at it. If we have the, the the EAS and that creates a scenario where it's not going to be possible for us to have an election in November, depending upon when it happens, I can imagine a scenario like Trump's trial that's being live streamed in March and they could, you know, set off a whole series of false flags. They, of, and then they, that they, could they, be the military coming in. And then by November, we're ready to actually have an election and Trump gets elected and so forth. But oh, I think. These kangaroo courts are going to result in the judges being arrested. Okay. Well, I guess let me just put it to you very simply <laughs> then. I mean, you know, does does the EAS have to happen before the election? Um, I don't know. I told you that I thought that we're going to have lots of different spearheads within the network news. And uh, it will lead to a climax climax of of uh, the emergency broadcast but i don't have timing down it would make a lot of sense and it would be very useful before the election but i want to see the progress with the mainstream news i want to see more than fox turn against biden mm -hmm. i want to have cnn turn i want to have one or two of the other ones i want to have I, i've read that that 
the Washington Post had an article about what a disaster. No, New York Times had an article about what a disaster Ukraine war was, and it was a lot worse than what we thought. New York Times. Okay, are they are they part of the flip too? Okay, I think we're going to have an election in 2024. It's a year from now. I think we're going to have that election, and I think, and I've been told, but I don't know for sure. But I think we're going to see Dominion subdued. The the fraudulent element of of changing votes. You know their logo prior says, to the election. You mean so that everybody knows? Yeah, so that that. Well, yeah, but so that Dominion is not rooted and not ready and not installed. Dominion has a logo that says we change the way you vote. <laughs> and that you can take that two ways, the manner in which you vote or the actual yeah. vote that you submitted. And and it's really both. And, you know, if you look at the logo, it tells a lot. It's on the upper part. It's red on the lower part is blue. We change the way you vote from red to blue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they always tell I think, you. I think we're going to see a rather impressive election because a lot of preliminary work will have been done. I got something very unusual about six months ago. It was from an aerospace engineer, and and he did a handwritten note so that it could be could not be traced, and he had a short list of people that he wanted to receive the note, and I was on the list, so I got it, and I I, I transcribed it, <clears throat> you know, in, into letters on a, on a computer file so I could email it as an attachment. And one of the items is that there is a 2024 election, Trump wins, and it's like, you know, an overwhelming victory. They're working toward that civilian event. They don't want a military event. They want the people to wake up. They want the people to realize that the vaccine was to, to kill. They want the people to wake up to the fascism that is all through the Biden policies. They want people to wake up. And and in the background, Dominion is going to be taken out of the equation. The people are going to vote. And Trump will win like 46 states. The big question to me is what stupid states are going to vote for for Trump's opponent. Don't they still need the military to come in and arrest all these people? I think we're going to see the military doing a lot of arrests and the military managing the election counting rooms. Okay. All right. I got to go. I really got to go. I got things to do and I'm tired. I'm really tired. Well, we, I mean, we I, were talking for about an hour before we started recording. And <clears throat> we've been on now for about an hour and a half. So, yeah, it's about that time. Well, thank you, Jim, so much. Uh, any uh, Anything you want to share with the audience about your website, uh, your newsletter? Or... Well, just It's going great guns. I, I'm getting a lot of compliments. Um, it's the only newsletter on golden-jackass.com. Um, we're getting a lot of things right, and we're straightening some things out that a number of financial analysts don't have right. The dollar's going to go up when it's rejected. 
it's, it's not that simple. The dollar value will rise when the treasury bonds are dumped mm -hmm. in mass. Okay. We've gotten, we've gotten a lot of things right. I'm really glad it's like a, it's like kind of like a positive Pied Piper. I'm, I'm creating a wagon train, a caravan. And every once in a while, someone else joins and said, I've got something to contribute. I, I want you to know about this and this and this. I've had about 10 different consult calls where they didn't have any questions. It was just to add some information to my arsenal. Okay. Integrate this, Jim, into your work. So you don't have any questions? No, no, I just wanted to, you know, talk, meet you and help you out. And <clears throat> well, you're a fun guy to talk to, I can tell you. Well, I try. I my my parents thought I was a real nuisance. I can't um, imagine why. Um I I didn't let sit still anything. Uh I was a prankster. I pulled a false. Oh, it looks like you froze up on us. Fire alarm when I was 14. Oh. Am I back? Uh, you're kind of you're kind of getting spotty there, but that's all right. We're, we're getting towards the end anyways. Maybe the computer right. getting tired, too. OK. Um, go to the website, golden-jackass.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Do a consult payment. We'll do a call. Get to know you. I'll help you out as much as I can. If you're very wealthy and you can help me out in a big way, hit the sponsor button because I'm I'm under constant pressure. And I got other people telling me, don't mention your, your troubles. Well, you know, go start your own newsletter. Um, I'm suffering. I'm under pressure. I'm saving lives. I'm supporting eight kids. And the oldest is now... 21 years old so they're not they're almost adults i can't call them a kid anymore um i'm supporting six kids and two very young adults um i'm under pressure all the time this is really rough this is a very rough time and um while we were talking i got a request for money uh for for not not so much a black hole but to do something prudent with you know in a small business interest I'm telling you, this is a very difficult time. Um, I hope my heart holds out. Um, I want to see this to the end. I'm now 71 and a half years old. Um, I started this when I was 54. No, no, I'm 52. What am I saying? 52, right? 2004, 52. And I was a middle-aged guy then. I'm not. I'm not middle-aged anymore. I tell my sweetheart. No estoy joven, Hamas. I'm not young anymore. <laughs> no estoy joven, Hamas. <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you what, you got more energy than a lot of people that are half your age. I suppose, but, going but I, I need to lie down when I hang up, and they may not. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you but go. I, I need to get a, a dinner. I'm, I'm tired. I got to do an errand. All right, well, and, listen, uh, folks, the link's going to be in the description, golden hyphen jackass. Jim is the man. I think he's proven it yet again tonight. I mean, there's really nobody else out there who can break it down the way you can. It's an honor to have you on, Jim. It really is. And I do appreciate it. So everybody out there, make sure you check out Jim's website, support his work. Check out the links in the description. I'll be back soon with another report. And until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot Thanks very much.